Hello, welcome to day 33 of our series here on readings from the School of Jesus Crucified by Father Ignatius of the Side of Jesus. We are coming close to the end. We will have four readings left after this. Please like the video or podcast. Um, please subscribe to us on all our different platforms here uh, at Avoiding Babylon. We're on YouTube, Spiritus TV, uh, Rumble, Odyssey, um, all the major podcast apps. So check us out on all of those. We are going to get going here. I'm going to throw up a static image on screen. There won't be anything to worry about watching. It's just going to be listening and meditating today. So we are doing this live during Lent. Today is March 31st, Friday, March 31st. It is the Friday before Holy Week. Um, and it is fitting um, that it is Friday for today. We are meditating upon the death of Jesus on the cross. So I'm going to throw up the image here, and we're going to get started. Day 33, overall, day 30 of the meditations. Jesus dies on the cross. Meditation. Jesus, after having commended his spirit to his father, after being three hours on the cross in agony of blood and desolation of mind, at length bows his head and dies. Consider number one. Who is it that dies? He is the Son of God, the only begotten of the Most High, who is immense and infinite in all his adorable perfections. He is the God of glory, God most loving, most holy. The ocean of all good dies for thee, a creature most vile, most wicked, a sink of every vice, a sea of miseries, a monster of ingratitude. So it is, the Creator dies for the creature, the Lord for the servant, God for man. And art thou not struck with wonder at seeing a God dying for thee, solely on account of the love he bears thee? Where is thy emotion? Where is thy astonishment at the sight of such death, such condescension? A God has died for man. This thought was the sweetest. This reflection was the most endearing to the saints. This was the powerful motive to the love of God. A God has died for man. This is suggestive of the confusion and despair of the damned in hell. A God has died for me, will the damned soul exclaim. And yet I burn. I despair in those flames. I cannot doubt of his love if he has died upon the cross to save me. Therefore, if I am damned, it is all through my own malice. Ah, deservedly does that soul burn eternally, who has been ungrateful and frowardly heedless of a God crucified and dying for man. My soul, wouldst thou rather burn forever in the unquenchable fire than burn now with that with love of that God who has died for thee on the cross? 
And is it possible that, after having beheld God dying for thy love, thou wilt not cease to offend him, to maltreat him, to despise his tender charity? Draw near, my soul, to the foot of the cross, where cold and bloodless hangs the body of thy dead Jesus. Repent of thy past ingratitude. Thank him for having died for thee, and freed and freed thee from eternal pains. Put thy trust in his blood and in his sacred wounds, and promise him never more to draw thyself away from his love. Consider, too, how does he die? He dies after having poured forth in cruel anguish all the sacred blood in his veins. He dies satiated with insults, with reproaches and ignominies. He dies plunged in an ocean of inexplicable pains and torments. He dies consumed, not so much by the raging fire of his sufferings, but by the living furnace of his charity. Which of us can wish to live except in order to love our Jesus? Which of us would like to suffer except in order to give him pleasure? Who will dare to make him die over again by a cursed sin? Jesus dies, bowing his head in sign of obedience and submission to his eternal Father. He could have prolonged his life, and even abolished death altogether, but he was pleased to die, and allow the force and atrocity of his pains to slay him, in order that his disobedience might reach to death itself. By his obedience he repairs the damages caused by the first fatal disobedience. He restores to the divine majesty the honor that has been robbed and puts man again in possession of paradise. God does not require of you an obedience that will cost you your life. Yet how remiss are you in obeying? It may be indeed that the observance of some precept will cost you something. But will you not obey God, your Lord, your sovereign Lord? Will you... Will not you, a vile creature, do this, seeing Jesus has obeyed even unto death? Jesus bows his head towards us to express the lovingness of the invitation he gives us to approach him. But ah, who accepts so sweet, so loving an invitation? How long is it since Jesus invited you to penance? How often has he entreated you to come and ask pardon? And you and do you defer coming to one who is so anxious to receive you? Shall you, to satisfy a wrong desire, delay to approach Jesus calling you from the cross? Resolve this moment to amend. Consider three. Where does he die? He dies on the cross, suspended by three nails, between two thieves, covered with wounds, in the presence of an immense multitude. Behold the excess of a God loving. One sigh, one tear of his, would have been sufficient to redeem the world. That would not satisfy the love of Jesus. He wished for death, the death of the cross. Fix thy gaze, my soul, upon the adorable, lifeless body of thy Jesus, which still hangs from the cross. See this beautiful countenance, pale, 
livid, defiled with blood and spittle. This head pierced with thorns, those hands and feet perforated with big nails, those members rent and torn until the bones may be numbered. At the sight, the sky is covered with heavy darkness. The earth is shook. All creation emits a voice of sorrow and mourning. How is thy heart moved towards its good God, its dear father, its loving brother, just expired for your sake? The number of wounds opened in a sacred body are so many mouths which speak and preach of love. Canst thou doubt of being loved by Jesus? Canst thou live without making a return? My soul, thy value is the life of, the, of a God. Thou owest thy life to the Son of God, who gave, for his, who gave his for thee on the cross. What enormous injustice would it be if thou gavest thy love to the world, to the flesh, to the devils, thy cruel enemies, and deniest it to Jesus? O oh, my Jesus, I am no longer mine, nor do I wish to be another's, but only thine, who hast died for me, and thine I wish to be for eternity. My soul has cost thee much. Grant that I may know its value, that I may esteem it, and no longer give it away to sin and the devil. Grant that I may spend the remainder of my life in serving thee and loving thee with all my heart. The Fruit Look often at your crucifix, in saying with affectionate devotion, a God died on the cross for me. Kiss his sacred feet, bathing them with tears of true contrition. The crucifix will be the only object of comfort and consolation that can be presented to thee at the hour of death. Try now so to act that the love and wounds of Jesus serve not to reproach thee at that terrible moment. Example Devotion to the sufferings of Jesus procures us a holy death. The blessed Joachim Piccolomini of the Order of Servites, having had during life a tender devotion and kept up a loving remembrance of the passion of our Lord, and not having had the opportunity of shedding his blood for him by martyrdom, begged earnestly of the Blessed Virgin to procure for him the privilege of dying on Good Friday in order that he might thus have, at least, the happiness of giving up his life on the same day on which Jesus laid down his upon the cross. The loving mother, mother was pleased at the petition. On the very day he prayed for, while assisting at the function, and the passion was being sung, he was buried in the thought of the pains and sufferings of Jesus crucified, and just as the words, he gave up the ghost, were pronounced, he sweetly rendered his soul up to his maker by a death which excited the wonder and holy envy of all present. That is it for our meditation for today. Thank you for joining me. We have one more meditation on the passion itself. Uh, that will be tomorrow on Saturday. And then we will take Palm Sunday off. And then we will have three meditations on the sorrows of Mary, 
for Holy Monday, uh, Holy Tuesday, and Spy Wednesday. And then that will be that will be the end. We there there are some other sections in the book, some other devotions, such as devotions to the five wounds and things like that. Um, but I think it would be best to to take off the triduum and um, and and just focus on the triduum uh, instead of doing these other these other you know kind of um, appendices from this book. So we will be done on Wednesday. Um, if you are listening to these outside of Lent, uh, they are definitely still fruitful, as I'm sure you're finding. So don't feel like this is a Lent-only sort of thing. But anyways, um, thank you for joining me. I hope you have a great day, and God bless. Mm-hmm.